Welcome to the GT Reboot Gaming Trends Podcast for all preview, news, and review discussion. We've got a good show for you this week. Our editor-in-chief, Ron Burke, is with us to talk about the Nintendo Switch. We discuss some of the hardware's details, some of the more impressive factors of it, some of the less impressive factors, as well as Ron's initial impressions of the most anticipated Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. We're so excited that you're here for this very exciting week, so let's boot up. Welcome to the GT Reboot, everyone. My name is Joe DeClara. As you all know, Gaming Trends news editor. I'm here with uh, my friend and co-host and uh, fellow editor of Gaming Trends. That is one Mike Pierce. Mike, how are you doing? Pretty good, Joe. How about you? I'm doing well. It's just another casual week, just hanging out, saying silly things on a podcast with no uh, regard for you know, professionalism. Oh, except our editor-in-chief is here as well. Uh, Mr. Ron Burke is here. Ron, how are you? I'm good. I'm here to keep you guys in line. Excellent. Good luck with that. Way as out as of, that's possible. I've, yeah, I've regularly way out, out whiskey, of line. So that's over with. It's just yes. it's, it's conveniently off camera here to my left. So yeah, you've already failed. I'm sorry. The clinking but, uh, of glasses is, is it's totally five o'clock somewhere. Hey, look at that. You know what? It's ten past five. So <laughs> what time is it? It's high noon. All right. It is drink o'clock. So so we're uh, we're here. We're doing the drinking. Well, one of us is at least, and uh, we're. Also, talking about some video games, I wanted to specifically talk about Zelda and uh, Switch. And thankfully enough, uh, Ron here was sent our preview Switch and uh, by Nintendo. And he's already got his hands on it, uh, much to our envy, and uh, is currently working on Zelda. Can't talk too much about Zelda, but we wanted to get you on so you could talk about your impressions of the console itself. So uh, everyone's very excited for it. You know, Uh, we're also, you know, a little worried because the entire pre-launch campaign has been sometimes murky. Very exciting, though. A lot of uh, different dynamics happening. So let's just start with you telling us, like, what do you think of the the console itself, your your general impressions of it? Sure. So I did the unboxing video, which uh, Mm -hmm. you can see on our YouTube channel Uh, in that you can see kind of the size of the system compared to the Wii U. Um, so uh, for the interest of, of illustration, I brought the, the Wii U down uh, so I could compare it to the, to the Switch. Uh, the Wii U is, is bulky. I mean, you could, you could kill somebody with this thing. It's got some heft. Uh, you know, I could see what Nintendo was shooting for with the Wii U, but uh, it, it's very much realized with the Switch. The screens are exactly the same size, but... The, the weight of the, the Switch, even with the controller uh, that the Joy-Cons attached, is less than that of an Xbox 360 controller. I mean, oh, wow. It, it wow is, really with, yeah, with a pair of batteries, I would say that the Xbox 360 controller might actually be heavier. Yeah, that's extremely so, light then. Yeah, it's super light. Um, the screen is, is surprisingly crisp. Uh, the Wii U's screen was decent, but this is, this is a cut above. Um, yeah, just, just for overall. the numbers on that, it's a it's a 480p screen on the Wii U, and I think it's a 720p screen on the Switch, yeah, which that's is right. pretty good because you know everyone talks about 1080p, but 720 on a smaller screen is definitely uh, you'll get a nice picture from that for sure. For sure, and yeah. uh, but beyond that, uh, what I find interesting is that the uh, 
the system is just incredibly responsive. So I picked it up from my console dock to bring it in here to my office for this podcast, and I just open it up in my hand. I hit uh, home three times to wake it back up. I hit A, and I'm back to playing. I mean, it's literally seamless. Uh, it, it just yeah. works. I, I don't know. This is this is bizarre to me because Nintendo has kind of missed the boat, in my opinion, uh, in their last few uh, main console games. You know, the Wii uh, was great because everybody kind of got onto the motion control thing, and you know that that uh, brought a lot of people together that wouldn't normally play games together. The, you know, old folks are bringing it into their old folks' home and playing Wii bowling. It was crazy. The Wii U just did not have that same fire. People didn't understand, uh, you know, that it wasn't the same console. There wasn't a ton of games released. And the the clunkiness of the console, just trying to play with this big, chunky thing in your hand, it just didn't work that well, in my opinion. The Switch, on the other hand, uh, everything about this thing has blown me away. Uh, the Joy-Cons, I looked at those and I went, oh, man, you know, I've got these giant, meaty hands uh, those are gonna suck. I need to. I need to order a pro controller. I'm gonna hate every second of this, but I'm surprised it's not that way. Um, I I took my giant meaty hands and I can play games with it. I gave it to a guy who had tiny little hands and he was able to play just fine. Uh, the Joy Cons, when you put them into the little uh, uh, non-charging the box yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, the Joy Con grip, it's pretty much slightly smaller than. Uh, I guess you remember the. Uh, the Xbox One, uh, the Xbox S controllers that were slightly smaller on the Xbox 360, or maybe that was the oh, X, probably, the oh Xbox. yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, they yeah, were the kind of weird, funky about that looking. Clear, yeah. Okay, that's pretty. I don't pretty remember cool. those at all, and I've had an Xbox since the beginning. But but keep going. Yeah. So yeah, the original Xbox had, had yeah. like the Duke controller. You know, it was like okay. a couch with buttons. Yeah, those were the massive. The, yeah, the S was the slightly smaller one. Oh, um, okay, right, right. So yeah, it's so about that yeah, size. It's all put together. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. The uh, so the the hardware itself sharp. Um, you know, you put it in the dock, it just pops up on the screen. It, everything just works as in, as advertised. It's impressive. Um, I'm looking forward to next time I'm on a plane, popping this onto my tray and and being able to play a full console game on the go. Uh, you know, that's the USB, one of the. Uh, yeah, that's one of the coolest things I saw. Yeah, the it just uh, what I'm most interested in is like the taking on a go is great. You know, handheld gaming is great, but I've never, uh, we've never had a console that just so readily uh, can be situated in a home for or on a plane or uh, just at, on a table in that tabletop mode where you can have both controllers in your hands or you can play with people in tabletop mode. That's pretty new. The whole yeah. Switch. Uh, diversity and uh, very, um, you know, uh, it, it's very all very new being able to transform like this. But that tabletop mode is something pretty uh, innovative. So I was excited to see to hear how that sounds like. You know, having the Switch console a little further away from you. You know, is that any worse than say having it in your hands in portable mode? Uh, since it's a smaller screen, like you know, maybe like having your phone on the t- table. Uh, how is it in tabletop mode? Have you tried that at all? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I have probably one of the largest phones that you can get. Uh, I have the uh, mm. the uh, Google Nexus uh, 6P. This thing's hefty. Oh, yeah. uh, so the screen is slightly larger than that. Uh, it's 6.2 inches for the for the uh, the switch. So putting it a little further away and having that nice high resolution, uh, everything kind of scales 
so it, it, it works really well for Zelda. Um, I think it's going to be nice for games like Mario Kart as well. You know, again, you're back on the plane. It, the screen's right in front of you, and the poor sucker sitting next to you. You can just hand him a controller to shut him up, and you can play Mario Kart together. Um, you know, you're stuck oh, in wow. a doctor's Wouldn't office. Wouldn't that be a story? <laughs> right? Uh, you know, so you're, you're stuck in the doctor's office or whatever. I mean, you're waiting for a movie to start. You're there 30 minutes early to get good seats. There's like a million ways that you could uh, make use of this thing. Um, that, you know, my 3DS, when I bring my 3DS with me, I'm mostly playing JRPGs, you know, and uh, those are mostly a solitary experience. There's not a lot of sharing unless the other person has a game that, you know, happens to have that share functionality. This is This is something different. That's pretty cool. How about the... Um, sorry, Ron. Keep going. Oh, I was going to say, I'm interested to see... So you can chain eight switches together for face-to-face multiplayer. Um, mm, yeah. I'm interested to see how often that's going to happen, right? So that, that functionality was in the 3DS, but it was heavily underused. If Nintendo really pushes that, uh, it could be kind of cool. As long as you got yeah, yeah. happen to have a Switch. Yeah, the problem is, yeah, finding eight people to have a Switch, you know, and also it depends on how Nintendo or any other developers uh, decide to go about uh, share and play or whatever the um, the feature is called, wherein yeah. you can just have one cartridge or one download of a game and share it uh, uh, for a game to play, you know, say Mario Kart or Splatoon on several Switch consoles, right? That's that all. There's a lot of ifs there, uh, and I hope they accommodate us. That's definitely interesting. Uh, I think you'll be hard pressed to find a eight people to play with unless you're like working in the industry or just have <laughs> right. a crazy Nintendo group of friends, which would be awesome, of course. But, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Um, I wanted to ask just a few more things about the hardware, like just the actual sure. components, uh, like the kickstand, like how is the kickstand? That thing looks like it might be, uh, in the commercial, it looks like it gets a nice click. All the clicks, the clicks are all fantastic. Well, the way they the uh, purport it. But, uh, I mean, see, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but the, oh, oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, yeah, it, uh, uh, yeah, the kickstand, how's that feel? So the kickstand, uh, puts the thing, I don't know, let me, let me try and estimate the angle here. Um, uh, let's say 50 degrees, 60 degrees. So it sits, uh, it's not vertical, uh, but it, it doesn't have too much of a lean. Uh, so the nice part about that is when you're, I, I, you know, the, the use case that they keep showing is people outside with this thing, right? If you tilt it back too far, you've got the sun, you've got this huge glare, the screen is reflective. So, uh, this angle does work for outside. Uh, personally, I'm allergic to the outside, so, uh, I won't be using <laughs> it that way, but, uh, but it works pretty well. Uh, you know, when I've set it up on my desk, it works well. Um, the, uh, the, the kickstand is i mean it seems to be sturdy enough the uh the interesting thing that i found though is the micro sd card is underneath that kickstand right yeah so that kind of protects the micro sd is that like exposed once you uh like dangerously exposed once you open up the kickstand no it's kind of recessed in a little bit so it's kept protected um i don't know if they worked with a design firm on this thing or what but everything is kind of tucked away nicely the uh very good the game card, you know, is right on top, so you can swap game cards out when it's in the dock without having to take it out. 
Uh, same thing with the power buttons and the, the volume controls. I mean, obviously, you're not going to need volume controls when it's docked, but if you want to power it up without having to go grab the controller, you can do that, too. Um, the uh, While it's in the dock, you can remove the Joy-Cons without having to undock it. Uh, but because it's USB-C, the thing just docks really easily. They they really kind of knocked it out of the park. Yeah, yeah I heard like that. Like it guides everything. in really well. Yeah, yeah. for sure. The, so, uh, well, do you have any do you have any criticisms of the hardware itself? Like the way it's does anything feel off or flimsy or like how's generally is there anything that you wish was a little sturdier or you have any concerns uh, as far as the longevity of this piece of hardware? So the Joy Cons were my primary concern. Those were kind of my my biggest uh, worry when I looked at the switch. Um, the sliding in and out uh, pieces are pretty thick, so it doesn't seem like you're going to wreck your uh, your Joy Cons because those are kind of pricey. Um, but it seems like the pieces that you have to slide together are going to hold together for a long time. Um, the only thing that I really uh, kind of feel is is a little wonky. Again, if you've got big hands. If you're using the Joy-Con or using the Joy-Cons in the what was it called again? The uh, the controller Joy-Con grip, yeah, it's a grip. grip. It's that's whatever. right. Yeah. If you're using the the comfort grip, that's what they call it. Uh, if you're using the comfort grip, works great for giant meaty hands like mine. But if you're playing with friends and you're using just one Joy-Con, having that stick right in the center, uh, if you're the right player, uh, is a little cramped, but it's mm-hmm. not terrible. Um, it it works. The uh, the only other thing that I had a, a real complaint about is unless you go out and buy the thirty dollar uh, charger or you buy the the add on I don't remember how much it costs the controller that has charging in it. The only way to mm-hmm. charge the Joy Cons is in the the uh, console itself and in the dock. Right. So, yeah. Uh, the first day was definitely torture. It takes three and a half hours to charge the. Uh, the Joy-Cons, and about that long to charge the console. So I'm staring oh, at this brand new console and Zelda sitting there <laughs> watching it. Yeah, yeah, wait. Right? Oh, nightmare. <laughs> like, uh, I'm going to go do some martial arts training. I'll be back. <laughs> oh. So yeah, have you, I, I'm, I'm curious. There have been some people that have complained about uh, the Joy-Con controllers losing sync. Yes, with the, on the left with side. the Switch. And yeah, specifically, I was going to say specifically the left side. Have you experienced any of that? So I'm wondering if it's actually just the left side, um, because you don't really use the right side that often. You use it mm. to turn the camera, you use it to select. You're mostly using the left for movement, because most of us are playing Zelda right now, right? Right. Uh, yeah. So I have experienced that, but the conditions in which I experienced it, I was able to replicate the issue and replicate the fix. I had my laptop sitting directly in front of me with the with the screen open, and I had the controller sitting in front of me in between the switch and the controller was my laptop. As soon as I moved my laptop out of the way, that issue went away. As soon as I moved it back, the issue came back. So I don't know if it's an interference thing. I mean, these these controllers by themselves are pretty damn tiny, so maybe the transmitters in them are not meant for the distance that I'm sitting. You know, I'm probably a good 8, 10 feet away from my TV, uh, maybe more than that. Uh, Yeah, that sounds concerning. That just sounds concerning because it sounds like an inherent hardware issue, right? I don't know if you can just patch that and uh, uh, resolve the issue. I, I wouldn't know, but uh, and I would certainly hope that you can. Right. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm thinking it's just a simple interference issue. Um, mm. I don't know if that's patchable or not. I don't know if these are firmware upgradable. 
You know, that's that's something that we got with the Xbox One that the Xbox 360 didn't have. The first couple of patches for the Xbox One were for the controller. So, yeah. you know, th- this could be the same situation. Nintendo, uh, I guess this kind of gives a, a good segue into the software for the, uh, for the system. Sure. So, there is a day one patch, that's known. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. going to enable the uh, the internet, and it's going to enable the store. So those things are off limits right now. There is a day one update to the console itself. Um, but what I was surprised to see is how much Nintendo is trying to embrace the sharing community. So Nintendo has been fairly terrible with engaging online. You know, here's a obtuse code that you'll have to uh, probably write down because you're not going to remember it to share with your friends. You know, yeah, and I, I understand, code, yeah. yeah, the friend code was meant to protect kids from, you know, people that they might not want to connect with or whatever. I, I'm not sure what, uh, you know, the, there was no long-term strategy there, but most of the games that came out for all of their systems, you know, have no real friend connectivity. You know, things like Bravely Default, you could have friends, you know, kind of join your battle offline, you know, kind of this asynchronous uh, join. But what I'm seeing in the Switch uh, is a little bit different. So... The first thing that I noticed is that you have a uh, you have what essentially what is this thing called? I don't know if it's a share button or if it's a uh, a screenshot but a capture button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on the left side, you got a capture button. You just tap it, and it takes a screenshot right there. Now uh, within that, you have some basic uh, meme capable uh, uh, editing that you can do right away. I mean, the the, the graphics oh, are the traditional meme graphic, you know, uh, text. Like large text and block. stuff. Oh, yeah. So you can do that, that right in the gold. console, type in this stuff, and then upload it immediately. That's actually oh, that's a really genius idea. Yeah, yeah. get people that's, sharing that's, your content. Yeah, yeah. that sounds like, you know, we, we had Mitomo last year, mm-hmm. and uh, that became my meme machine because I, you know, I didn't have, download any uh, apps or anything to generate memes or create memes before that and uh, start playing Mitomo because it was a Nintendo thing, and it was just perfect for... Uh, making memes and silly things like that. And uh, that sounds like they're taking a book out of that. And just talking about software in general, uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, good to hear. It's uh, it's uh, heartening to hear that Nintendo uh, has got this right. You know, we saw that uh, leaked footage uh, from whoever it was. Uh, oh, they got that that, that Yeah, apparently stolen, allegedly stolen. And, um, and it's... Uh, but from what we saw, it looked great. It looked sleek and it looked very... Um, uh, approachable, you know, just like navigating menus. It looks like exactly what I would want, like in a PS4 menu or anything. Uh, whereas, you know, the 3DS menus and the Wii U menus, all simple, like system settings and things like that are buried in weird, like myriads of, of settings and, and uh, menus and all sorts of terrible things. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's good to hear that they're doing uh, it right. And I'm pretty sure uh, that they had announced that they were bringing on DNA to help them with that along mm-hmm. with their mobile development. So it was, it was good to hear that they were admitting where they messed up and that they were you know, ready to fix that and bring in help, that they were getting off their high horse for some of these things. So right. that's, that's good to hear. I'm glad that that's uh, you can see a bit of that. so far solved. You can see a bit of that in the software when you go into like parental controls. You can control the parental controls using a smart device like a tablet or a phone. Or you mm-hmm. can use it directly on the console, so you can, you know, restrict playtime or, uh, you know, lock down specific features, that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, it's clear that they're they're trying to embrace that mobile side of things as well. All right, that's excellent. 
You can't talk too much Zelda, but you can talk a little bit about Zelda. Is that right? Yes. Okay, so what can you talk about? Probably like us? the first five hours or so I can talk to you about. Um, That's a lot. It, it is. I'll tell you what. It is. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be selfish. I try to provide. I try to you know be more selfless and provide our listeners and our audiences with as much information as they they could ever want. You know. But I'll be honest. I don't. I don't know if I'm ready for for the full on spoilers, Ron. So, so I don't know. I'm, I, I'm gonna I'll, be as spoiler free as I can. All right, you go for it. All right. So let me speak in some broad strokes. So um, I have played every Zelda game that's out. Uh, all of them, including the, the really awful CDI ones from back in the day. Oh. Those are, if you have not seen those, you should go immediately oh, look those up. they're worth a watch. Up. Oh, goodness. They're goodness. worth a watch. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, so, this Zelda feels really familiar, but really very different. Um, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm multiple hours in, probably, I don't know, almost a dozen hours at this point. No boomerang. Uh, I have a bow. I've actually gone through probably a dozen or so. Uh, mm. Weapons break. So uh, the weapon you have, uh, if you use it enough, it will break. But the creature you just took down probably dropped their weapon, and you can take that. So I've used everything from a pitchfork and a garden hoe to a rusty sword <laughs> and, uh, and you know multiple different types of bows. I imagine later on in the game you're getting probably like the Hylian shield and the master sword, and those don't break. But... Mm. Uh, What's interesting is that it's constantly made me adapt. In Zelda, once you get the sword, everything is the sword. And that's kind of how you operate it. You use Boomerang as a tool. I mean, you can use it to fetch things. You can use it to stun people. But you kind of settle into this pattern. It's not like that for this one. So, you know, if I'm looking at my weapons and I'm like, okay, there's a huge group of enemies. I can probably use the axe and swing around in a circle and take them out uh, pretty easily. But... Um, if I want to get in there and make sure that I don't hit these explosive barrels, I probably need to use the sword. Or I need to stick further back and stick them with the arrows. Uh, but there's also stealth in the game. So if there's an enemy that's kind of all by himself, you can crouch and sneak up on him. There's a little meter that tells you how much noise you're making. Mm -hmm. And uh, as long as you're careful, you can sneak up on him, whack him, and take him out. Mm. Um, more interesting than that, though, uh, they have introduced... A huge, uh, I don't want to say crafting system, because that's not accurate, but it's its a, a food system. So you pick up all sorts of things right, yeah. as you're running around. You know, you take out a monster, you might get monster guts of some kind. You know, you, you take out a keese, you probably get a keese eye and a wing. There's a little flying bat dudes. Mm. Um, you can, once you learn the recipe, or you discover it through, uh, through repetition and practice, uh, you can start to brew elixirs that give you different traits. So... In the beginning, you're wearing just crummy clothes. When you go into the mountains, you're going to see the little temperature gauge start to drop into the cold. So you'll start to take damage as, as the link starts to freeze. You can freeze to death. It's actually pretty easily. Oh, wow. Uh, so either you have to go save up enough rupees to go buy something that will keep you warm, or you can use elixirs to keep you warm, or if you uh, hunt around a bit, you might find these peppers that you can eat that keep you warm for a, sh a short duration. Mixing that pepper with something else gives you a longer duration. Cooking the pepper makes a longer duration okay, and heals yeah. you a little bit more. So there's this whole mechanism around that uh, that is really interesting. So and, it sounds like sort of partially alchemy and partially cooking. Yeah, a little bit of survival uh, yeah. horror sort of thing, but not so much the horror. 
More survival, um, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's uh, what's incredible about this game, like, just from what we've seen in previews and now what we're hearing from you, is, like, these are all, none of these things are too innovative uh, from video games, right? Especially from, say, survival games, uh, like with these uh, cooking things that you're talking about, or uh, from just open world games or stealth games. None of these things are innovative, but to hear them happening in a Zelda, which has been the same format just to a like to to such a key for so many games and for so many generations it's mind-boggling to hear if you're a zelda fan you're like what you there's no hearts you you have to like gather food like that sounds insane but then yeah. you know again other games have been doing it forever but i mean right. it means a lot to come to a zelda game because that's nintendo and nintendo's a great developer so it's so it's very exciting yeah here's some other differences that i found interesting no heart containers. You don't go collecting mm-hmm. heart containers. What you do oh. is there's there's like a hundred or so little mini dungeons. And when you solve them, um, you get these orbs. And you can trade them in four at a time. But the, when you trade them in, you get the option of trading them in for a heart. Or you can trade them in for more stamina. Given how many times I've drowned because I couldn't swim across <laughs> a river, mm-hmm. uh, the stamina is important. Mm. Um, running stamina becomes important using weapons uses stamina everything uses stamina so you start to get that trade-off of okay uh, am i getting killed a lot or am i running out of stamina a lot and getting myself killed because you die a lot in this game i was surprised at how often i've died um i ran across one enemy who was just like oh by the way i'm part of this clan and uh you're gonna die now and he one-shotted me like immediately i'm like "Oh, oh well all right then i had to kind of change up some strategy to take him out um, but the good news is it's very forgiving. So the save free, the save spots are pretty frequent. Um, when you discover these these locations, these these dungeons, uh, it activates a warp point, so you get the open world travel of being able to warp around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's they've taken a lot of elements from a lot of different games, and they've done the Nintendo treatment to it. Let's okay. make it where where there's there's a penalty to straying outside your comfort zone if you go too far or you're unprepared or unskilled, but let's make it where it's also not going to frustrate the player. Um, that's probably the biggest change, though, is throughout this whole thing, I've never felt the pressure that I did in other Zelda games or the frustration with being stuck. I've never felt like, oh, man, what, I wish I had a guide. That's not come into my head at all because... If I run into a puzzle I couldn't figure out immediately or uh, I ran into an area where I was getting my tail kicked, I'm like, well, I'm just going to go the opposite direction and go play over here. That sounds excellent. That's totally fine. That's totally Mm -hmm. fine. The game doesn't restrict you in any way. Uh, From what I read in in an interview, you're welcome to, if you think you've got the the skills, run right out to the the last boss and try and take him out. Uh, Yeah. You can beat the the game in like two hours or three hours if if you're brave enough to give it a shot. I'm sure speedrunners will do it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah that's someone, that's something you know that people figure that out. Yeah, someone yeah. oh, yeah. once they first announced it, that was like when they first showed it last D three, and be, that's the first thing everyone thinks of, you know. But what I think of when I hear that is like this is a new, uh, this is a new uh, pr- philosophy and a new uh, foundation of design for this yeah. franchise. You know, obviously for all the things you know, open world and things like that. But you, it was always like the most not the most linear, but it is linear. You know, you had to go through these temples in a certain order. You had to wait and do everything. You needed every item 
in the game to get to that last boss. And the process of getting to that boss always ensured that. And now, like, that is incredible. That's, like, what what are they going to do to this game and what are they doing to this game that still keeps it Zelda besides, you know, having the Hylian sword and having Link and Zelda and having, uh, you know, the, the sound chimes when you discover a secret or when you open up a treasure chest, you know, what else is keeping it Zelda? And that's, what's interesting to me. If they can nail that while also doing these Nintendo innovations, right? They're not innovations in games, but for Nintendo game, it's an innovation and that's that's exciting and also very and it was concerning but it's 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 so close now i can only uh help but be excited right so it's, so the, it's very uh, interesting the reason i wasn't concerned was because of a link between worlds on the 3ds mm. a link between worlds was the first time that they said okay you don't have to go in this linear order you can go anywhere you want and you can you know do the dungeons in any order you'd like uh, you know, you need all of the things to get through the last area, but uh, other than that, go nuts. So I knew that they had the chops to to pull this off. The open world, though, is surprising. Um, okay. At just the the size of it, the scale. Um, I don't think I've, I, we haven't even talked about uh, equipment. So the uh, the other interesting thing, like I said, you you break equipment, so obviously yep. replacing that. Um, you collect rupees and all that sort of thing. Um, I've only found one rupee. It was a as a twenty rupee red rupee. Everything else I've collected has been. I went over and found a uh, a mineral site and I smacked it with my sword, which damaged my sword because I didn't have the right tool for the job. But I picked up some gems and I sold them. So I ended up with some rupees. Uh, rupees aren't just floating around in the grass anymore. That kind of stuff is not happening. Um, yeah. But you can pick yeah, up and and you can pick up all this stuff in the environment that you can turn around and sell. Can which you is repair like, your gear at all? So I haven't gotten anything to repair my gear. I don't know that that's in the game or if that's possible. Uh, it oh, seems okay. like it might be. Uh, you know, I've collected all this garbage in my inventory, uh, but I just now learned how to to put it together into a into a potion. Uh, you know, I've I've found fairies in the environment, but I have no way to capture them. So it's it's one of those things that it's kind of a journey of discovery. It's kind of cool. It's like okay, yeah, I know wow. I need a bottle to put that to put a fairy in it, but I haven't seen a, a bottle to buy or I haven't found one. So let's go let's go dig around and see if we can find one. So there's cool. there's very much like some experimentation and discovery in in the whole thing. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then there's there's all sorts of gear. So. I have to be really careful about what I talk about in this area. Nintendo is very, very, very specific about this, but um, I can tell you that I started off with a, basically a shirt, and I upgraded to uh, a Hylian tunic, which is all cool. Um, and I can go to a guy and he'll dye it like twenty different colors for me. Um, but there's also, you know, like traditional plate steel armor. There's a doublet that you can wear that allow you to go to, into cold areas. There's hoods, there's helms, you know, different types of pants and greaves and boots. Uh, some of the weapons, I've used a tree branch, a torch, rusty swords, uh, clubs, a, a giant sledgehammer, a woodcutter's axe, um, spears, pitchforks. Okay. Uh, I, there's a ton of stuff that yeah, you can yeah. use. So it, it's pretty cool. Um, and then the bow. The bow is probably uh, my favorite weapon. Um, you can recover the arrows. 
So yeah. you can yeah, the bow was really heavily showcased. So it's it's clearly yeah. really something special. Um, so the, the the last thing that I wanted to touch on on in terms of mechanics that I can probably talk about safely without giving away too much is mm. uh, in the first probably two hours of the game you're going to go through these these four dungeons and they're going to give you kind of the basics of what you're going to use. Um, these runes normally would be you know okay this is Okay, let's go way back to some Zelda 2 action. Here's the hammer that you're going to need to unlock other areas, just as an example. That ha- the hammer's not in the game, but you're getting right. my point. You know, here, here's the object that you're going to use to solve other puzzles. Sure. Um, normally, those kind of things required, like in, in that example, you know, here's some magic that you need, and you, it's going to use mana, and you have to, to recover that. That doesn't uh, work that way in this game. So your, your bow uses uh, arrows, but... Your runes don't. So one of the runes, I think they showed they showed this. I definitely should know they showed this. You get the bomb, right? So the bomb's kind of a staple of the of the series. Sure. Yeah. Instead of having a bomb bag that has a bunch of bombs in it, and when you're out, you're out. It's just a timer. So you produce a bomb out of thin air. You throw it. It explodes, or you can remote detonate it. So it's not on a timer anymore. I don't think it is. I always, I always remote detonate it when I want it to detonate. So, sure. But you can produce them out of thin air, and there's a tiny little timer that refills uh, fairly quickly, and then you can use them again. Same thing with the other runes that you use to solve puzzles. They're timer-based, so uh, you're not inventory managing that. Um, but again, okay. you're, it, there's, there's, it's just a lot of interesting little changes that make it Zelda, but something more. It's, That's it's, good. It's, it's what the series needed for sure, you know? It's definitely been on my mind anytime that I'm not playing it, so that's a good sign. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah, a huge of course. Zelda fan, uh, but I have to admit that awkward. Uh, sorry, I was about to say awkward sword because I always call it that. Uh, yeah, Skyward, yeah, that's a good one. Skyward Sword was just <laughs> uh, a little painful, right? I mean, I just there was some parts of it that were just pretty painful, and the controls were kind of painful. So um, those tutorials know. too, like from Twilight Princess on, you know, oh, it, was, it, it, got, it got really rough. Yes, and everybody knows the owl meme with the yes up top, so you can hear the whole thing over again, unskippable. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, painful. Uh, there's been none of that. Uh, there yeah. was some very minor tutorial stuff, and you can just turn it off or you can skip past it uh, in this. Cool. Other than that, here's the world. Go explore. And it's, yep. it's the coolest thing ever. Uh, That's really cool. It's a I, cool precedence, like a, a bunch, like just like the mechanics and just like the open world stuff. It's a cool precedence that uh, really behooves Nintendo's IP and Nintendo's types of games to adopt, especially because it came from Nintendo. You know, that first Zelda game, everyone's been saying it, including Nintendo. That first Zelda game was just that. Here's the world. Here's a sword, kid, because you're going to need it. And now go. And, and that's yep. why it's so exciting to see that come back, you know. <laughs> this one they don't even give you a sword. Here's a stick. Here's a go, stick. <laughs> go find. You sword thought that game think. was hard. Yeah. Even better. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't want to give away the the powers and stuff, but they're sure. really cool. Well, there's more. Even better. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of mechanics that are changed. Uh, actually, I can talk about one of them because they showed it in the the previews without giving too much away. Okay. Um, sure. There's a power that allows you to stop time. So stop time on an object. So if there's a boulder right, sitting yeah. on the top of a, a cliff, you can freeze time on that boulder, 
smack the crap out of that boulder and it absorbs all the kinetic energy and then as soon as time is released it explodes off the side of the cliff and runs down and, and mashes everybody into, into tiny little puffs of smoke. Mm. So that kind of stuff is cool because, all right, yeah, I'm using it in combat and then you're using that in, uh, you're using that in, in puzzles. Uh, so it, it, there's a lot of things that I know as I go further in this game, I'm going to find more crazy uses for these powers that they only scratch the surface when they teach you how to use it. And then after that, they're just like, yeah, use it wherever you want. You know, yeah, nice. uh, you can you can cast things in places that uh, you never would have expected, and I, I like that kind of discovery. Mm. All right, that is that sounds excellent, Ron. I am I am r- ravenous with envy right now. I want to play some <laughs> Zelda, man. I can't tell you how bad. Like, yeah, I was, Joe's I was all, himself right now. I was all oh, man. I was all up on my high horse about uh, the Switch. You know, there's not enough games. There's no reason to buy it launch. Normally, hardware you shouldn't buy it launch. And just a couple trailers later, and I'm hook, line, and sinker ready to just grab me a Switch and start playing Zelda on uh, allegedly the best console it's available on. So, And the Switch sounds good, you know. I'm, I'm glad that you were able to come on and talk to us about it. Uh, I'm going to make a quick note. I was, I was naturally wrapping up, but uh, I just want to make sure, Ron, are you, are you good to go? Did you want to share any other? Uh, there's one last piece. Yeah, there's one last piece I want to talk about. Please. Uh, Is there anything else you want to talk about before we let you go, Ron? (laughs) Yeah, so um, there was a question that uh, one of the staffers asked. uh, uh, Mike Dunn's uh, son, Griffin, yes, I'm calling you out, Griffin, uh, apparently deleted uh, his save file for, uh, I think it was Twilight Princess is what he said, and uh, Mike never managed to get back into it because he didn't want to fight through the tutorials that we mentioned. Oh god! Uh, yeah. So apparently now Mike is doing the appropriate dad thing, and giving Griffin a, raf- a ration of shit every time a Zelda game comes out about you know deleting his save file. I'm happy to say that uh, this console supports multiple profiles with multiple oh, saves. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, Mike absolutely. Mike can be safe that he's allowed to play, and his kid Griffin won't screw it up. Perfect. All right. Thank goodness gracious. Dude, yeah, I was remember say, like I, remember I just barely knocking that. that NES cartridge and just everything gone like just yep. or that little that's... battery dies and oh the battery so dies I didn't know it would happen I didn't know a battery yeah. oh god what right. a nightmare all right well we that's good to hear way. yeah yeah really all right Ron well again uh, thank you so much for hopping on with us uh, again envious hate you so much you're playing my switch i want to i just want to i want it so bad but uh i just want zelda to be honest that's the real deal if you want to drive out here and help me review just dance 2017 we can arrange that all night absolutely excellent (laughs) because that's what's up next yeah well we just gotta make sure there's no you know there's no barriers between us and the dancing because those ir sensors yeah yeah but we'll, we'll, we'll make sure all right, but Ron, thank you. We really appreciate it. And Absolutely. please come on yeah. anytime, of course. Yeah. All right. You guys have a yeah, good night. You too, man. Take care. Yeah, thanks, Ron. See ya.
Thank you.